Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Wilbur Talks FPL episode 17. We're on to now where we talk everything the Premier League and, of course, put a big focus on FPL. Apologies, it's been quite a while since we've recorded last. There's been a bit of an international break, and well, let's say some of the podcasters enjoying the bit of sun, shall we say. But we are back, and we're back with a bang with lots to talk about, with lots of double game weeks, lots of blank game weeks, and a lot of different chip strategies, which you'll find from literally when we talk about our own teams, because this current game week, we are currently in game week 26. All three of us are on a different strategy this week, so definitely makes for interesting discussions. So we are back with a full force, the three of us, so we are back with Charlie and Sam. How are you both doing? Yeah, doing well, thank you. Yeah, not so bad, thanks. Good to hear. So I think we've got a lot of stuff to cover. I was mentioning before the stream, I think I've got the most notes I've ever done, so I remembered everything. <laughs> so we'll get straight into it, where, where we're just going to, not going to go too much into history, so we're just going to concentrate on the week we're currently in. So we're currently partway through game week 26. So every team has played once, but we've still got some double game week fixtures still to um, be played. We are currently recording on a Tuesday and the other games three on Wednesday and one on Thursday to complete the game week. So I'm going to start with top of the rankings currently, Charlie, and the chip that you are using this week. Do you want to give us a bit of idea you, um, what chip that you've played this week and how your game week so far is going? Yeah, sure. So um, I have played my wildcard this week. Um, it was, I was sort of loosely aiming for a 28, game week 28, um, wildcard, but, um, with some of the announcements recently, uh, about the double game weeks coming up and, and, um, blank game weeks and so on, um, I decided just to go that little bit earlier, just cause I thought there was an, an obvious route to capitalize on it. Um, so, so far this week, I'm on 59, um, that's against the average of 42. So that's, um. Yeah, pretty pretty pleased with that so far, um, and still got ten to go. Still ten players still to play a match for their doubles. Um, the only one I didn't, the only one not doubling in my team is Bowen, who's uh, that's a bit disappointing that he wasn't able to get anything originally. But um, yeah, I, I think it was justified keeping him in based on his form and, and West Ham kind of relying on him really. So um yeah, overall pretty pleased and and yeah, like I say because of the playing the wild card with a view to what's to come. I feel um very very set up uh, ready to go for the next few weeks. I think a lot of people's strategy changed in the when we got those late um, double game week announcements. I think it was about 24 hours roughly wasn't it before the um, deadline. Um so I know it ruffled quite a few feathers and I've seen quite a few people go for that wild card. How are you doing overall? Are you still happy with your progress overall, your overall rank? I think you're still, what, you're around 15k-ish? Uh, yeah, exactly. I'm at uh, 16 and a half. Um, so, yeah, not quite the heights of whatever it was, around 2, 3k that I was <laughs> probably around the last time we we, um, we spoke. Dropped, dropped down and then risen up a little bit again in the last couple of weeks. Just, uh, yeah, so pretty pleased with, with that, that. Anything around that is, is really good. Um, at this point in the season anyway I would normally be aiming for somewhere around um, within the top 100k at this point so yeah really happy with that yeah, I think a big point that you mentioned as well that you've still got 10 double game weekers to play so that's obviously the huge advantage of you having that wild card that you've used this week to try and utilise the next few weeks of fixture to your advantage and 
he might get away from us a bit more in the league, but we've still got some chips to play later in the season that hopefully, for example, myself will catch up later on. But I've been saying that all season, so we'll see. Um, over to you, Sam. So you're using a different chip to Charlie. Could you let us know what chip you've played this week and how it's going so far this week? Yeah, so I played my free hit this week, uh, which in hindsight I probably should have played next week and probably wildcarded this week because the team I've got now, I'm probably not uh, too disappointed to go forward for a couple of weeks, but uh, I've been so out of touch with FPL, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I just looked at it and thought I needed as many double game week warriors in as possible. And uh, yeah, just decided to fill it with uh, with double game week players. I actually intended to have Eric Peters in and Coutinho on the bench, but I don't think it's saved at the last minute because I was trying to get 11 double game week players in. Um, but it's uh, it's not the end of the world. So I've got 60 points so far with 10 still to play. So uh, good opportunity with uh, Salah, captain with Leeds at home to maybe even hit up towards triple figures. So we'll see what happens, but um, reasonably confident. Yeah, is that your um, second free hit as well, or is it your first one? No, played? I think it's the second one. I think it's yeah. the second one. Interesting. How are you um, feeling overall? I can't remember what kind of ranking you're at. Yeah, so I think I'm 230,000, 236. Yeah, 236. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've been a little bit disengaged with FPL because yeah. I think it's just hard to keep enthused when the fixtures was getting chopped and changed so much. I think there was one week where I ended up making like three transfers because games got postponed because of COVID. And then on the last day, like the the three players I bought in all had their fixtures ruled out. So I just kind of like not like fully lost interest. I was still checking my team a lot and and checking up on, on what I was going to do the following week. But I just lost enthusiasm to to get back on it but now i have renewed enthusiasm i cannot finish below pete in the league <laughs> i will not finish below pete in the league that is a statement and i will hold that and take it to my grave if i do um so we are back we cannot finish below pete that is my motivation for the end of the season whatever the rank whatever it is i don't care peter bradley we're coming for you <laughs> I feel like this is one of the first times I've actually potted ammo above one of you for a change. Because I know, I think it was last week I went above you and Pete. Um, I can't remember who it was last week that kind of propelled me above you, but um, I'll enjoy it while it lasts. I get what you mean about being disengaged. I think it was like one week that went on for like, one game week that went on for like two, two and a half weeks because like Watford had a fixture like a week later than everyone else. Because um, I think that was the one where Dennis got sent off in the first fixture. So a lot of uh, people's teams were irrelevant for that second fixture. Um, so, yeah, I totally get where you're coming from there. Um, so, to go across to me as well then, so we've had a wild card, we've had a free hit, and then I'm on triple captain. So just to mix it up a bit, I, I was saying to the guys the whole time, I'm not going to triple captain, not going to triple captain. And then everyone else was doing kind of other strategies and to kind of, kind of keep pace at the same time and obviously utilise... You could argue the best set of fixtures that like a Salah would ever get against um, Norwich and Leeds. It kind of forced my hand a bit to try and keep touch a bit because I think even looking at my score so far, I think I'm on 52, I think it is that I'm on. If I didn't have Salah, who was providing 30 of my points, then I would have been absolutely miles behind you guys. Um, so it's kind of keeping me in touch and realistically, probably the best set of fixtures you'll see. I think ideally... Um, 
I know Charlie said he brought his wild card forward, but I think if you could play two chips in a week, that maybe even both of you would have done that at the same time, the triple captain for Salah. Um, yeah. Well, I have a confession to make on that one because I actually intended to make <laughs> Salah a triple captain until forgetting I'd already played my free kick. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that was my plan as well. Yeah, so like I said, he's contributing 30 of my 52 points. The only two other ones that contributed are Matty Cash um, with a clean sheet and Podence, which was, I was saying, I was excited to get a differential in a team. I think Podence is like less than 1% owned and he managed to score, so I was happy with that one. That's one of those kind of like highlights of your FPL season when you bring in someone low owned and they get you a return. So that was nice. But unfortunately, I don't have as many double game weekers as you guys. Obviously, I've got the triple Salah. And I think I've got four or five, depending on the injury, because typically, if you look at my team this week, it's literally a team of one-pointers. I had um, Guaita, the goalkeeper, Crystal Palace, go off injured. I don't see, like, you don't normally see a goalkeeper go off injured at half-time. I'm just like, that's my luck. And then Corday also went off injured. So um, I definitely want as many double game week as, as you guys. I was very happy to see Brentford get a um, goal at the end against Arsenal to keep me slightly in touch. But yeah, it's definitely trying to keep in touch at this stage, like I said, and then utilise the chips later on. I'm very, I don't think I'm about 10 points ahead of Sam, so my rank isn't this similar. I think I'm a kind of bang on the 200k mark, um, which is better. I think before this game week started, I was at 177, and that's probably the best. I think that's the best I've been all season because especially with that habit as captain earlier in the season, I was playing catch-up the whole time. So, um, back within touching distance at least. So, be good to see going forward. And as we said, I think Pete's is going to back above me, Sam. So, we're both tagging in and then, you never know, we might give Charlie a little run for his money at some stage, but that might be slightly out of touch, but we'll see. But yeah, a lot of interesting things to discuss, which we're going to talk about in the second half of the pod. Um, so I just wanted to touch on, because we've not probably potted for about a month or so, um, the Premier League in general. So we're going to touch on the title race, we're going to talk about top four, we're going to talk about relegation quite briefly um, before we move on to the quiz. So we'll go back to you, Sam. I don't think the title race was ever over personally, but surely now, if, I think if you win your game in hand, you're three points behind City, so surely game on for you in the title race again. I think nothing really changes from a Liverpool point of view. Like obviously, it's a great result for us that Spurs beat City at the weekend. Um, but nothing really changed from us. We still have to win every single game between now and the end of the season, including going to City for um, for us to win the league. And we would still need to record a positive goal difference as well. So, yes, obviously, fantastic result. Liverpool um, have won every single game since the turn of the year. Um, and that's quite incredible considering Salah and Mane were in the final of the AFCON. I know they only missed two games, but have come straight back and have scored in their um, games since. So it, it's been a really encouraging uh, sign. Obviously, very, very happy with the result at the Etihad at the weekend. Um, yeah, like you say, I, 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 still, I would still make City favourites um, just because they've got the points on the board and points on the board are always always an advantage. I don't think Liverpool will win every game to the end of the season. I definitely think there'll be at least one draw and at least one loss in there. But strange things, title races. Um, and I think Chelsea's squad is just being stretched a little bit now. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, uh, for me, it's between the two of them. I think, think City are still favourites. 
Um, but Liverpool definitely in with a greater chance following the weekend's antics. In your hands, Rob, tonight you said you've got to win every game, but you could say the same for City, really, that they also they could draw against you, for example, but they've still got to. I can see it being like, was it a few seasons back, two or three seasons back, where you were both going like loggerheads and you was, winning, you was both like winning every single game. And then I think City yeah. beat you by about like two points or something, or one point. And you just, yeah. like, both of you are just on like unreal form and just couldn't stop either of you. So hopefully they'll say similar, but a few twists and turns along the way. And I agree with you about Chelsea. I think I mentioned about Chelsea earlier in the season that I always think it's easier to win the Champions League than it is the league. And it was going to be interesting to see if Chelsea could do it over 38 games, which is obviously at this point being proven that I don't think they'll be able to. So they could make a late comeback, but I don't see both of you falling down quite that. I think it's about 10 or so points, isn't the difference? I don't see you guys losing that many games and Chelsea winning every game, so... I think, like you said, it's between you two and Chelsea are pretty much guaranteed first, third, not first, <laughs> guaranteed third, you'd expect, but you never know, they could drop back into that top four race, but we shall see. I think that kind of covers what I want to say on that race, I don't know if you've got anything to add, Charlie, but I was going to give you to talk about the top four because it involves your team, so I wanted to get your thoughts on the top four race and you see how that's turning out and how it's going so far. Yeah, nothing really to add on the title race because, yeah, I agree with basically everything Sam just said there. But in terms of top four, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be quite relaxed about it because obviously this this is the best opportunity opportunity that we've had at least for a long time to get back into the top four. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty obviously pleased with the way things are going. It, this, the January transfer window was pretty tough. We, we got rid of a lot of players that we needed to, um, but just didn't really get in anyone that that would have just kind of helped with um the pressure that we're we're going to come under um but then you can also look at it and say well the players that are still at the club are the ones that have that have got us into the position that we're in at the moment so essentially we're just kind of um yeah going to rely on those players for the rest of the season we're not in any other competition so that obviously does help um and in a pretty strong position I, i don't um have any um, expectations that West Ham will get ahead of us at this point? We're level on points with them, with three games in hand. Um, although it does, it does need to be said that those three games in hand are Spurs, um, Chelsea, and Liverpool. So obviously, no, no easy ones there. Um, but yeah, I feel pretty confident about the the mood around the team at the moment. It is it is a, a close knit team? I think a close group. Um, all kind of the ones that are left effectively are the ones that are just kind of really performing on the pitch at least. So yeah, who knows? I, I personally think it's a, it's a shootout between Arsenal and United now for fourth. I, I don't think Spurs will have enough to get back, get themselves back in it. Um, I think that project's taking a little bit long, longer for them. Um, and I think on paper United should be getting top four, but, Obviously, things football isn't played on paper; it's played on the pitch, um, and there have been a few problems. Regardless of a slight change in form, you'd maybe say I wouldn't say, at least from the United games that I've seen, that they've looked necessarily like guaranteed top four contenders. Far from it, really. Um, whereas, I think Arsenal at least have, where while whilst we may not have shown that there's there's plenty of goals on our side I think we've sh- shown at least some consistency and um, a, a solid 
um, backing to at least kind of push on for the top four. Surprised you've written off Spurs because they're only three points behind you. So I was interested with that look on things. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't want this to come mm-hmm. down to being having a bias, obviously, but I, I like to feel that like I can separate my uh, my own uh, wants from from looking at things like this. But I, yeah, I just feel like. That, it, yeah, that that is a that is a project that will just take a little bit longer. It, it, Conte is a manager that kind of he's clearly improved things. There's no doubt in that. But I feel like he's a manager that just needs a bit more time and also backing um, in terms of the the transfer window. Obviously, they've had have had a couple come in, like Benton Kerr and Kulisevsky. But again, I, I think it's all a bit too soon for the, for them to push on for that. Um, and I, I would fancy us against them to be honest. Um, just because I feel like the way the way we're playing at the moment compared to the way they're playing, and <laughs> that maybe it sound a bit stupid off the back of them just beating Man City, but still, uh, yeah, I I feel like um, we've we've got the edge on them for top four at least. Yeah, I think a big thing will be how far United get in the Champions League if they get through this next round as well, because like I said, you've got no distractions. Um, so if like in United got to the quarterfinals, obviously they'll have two legs against Atletico either way. If they got to the quarters, um, that's more games. And I think I feel like if they get distracted by other competitions, I would make you slight favourites on the fact that you can just concentrate pure on the league. I know on paper, if you look at the United team, you'd expect them to get fourth. But I feel like that could be a drain of resources at the same time. Um, I was going to ask you the question as well: What if Wolves beat you on Thursday? Would you not count them in the race? It's it's tough. I, I think I think my I can't quite wrap my head around for, Wolves getting fourth. Um, <laughs> but I I you wouldn't. I don't think anyone could argue that they didn't deserve it if they did end up getting it. The the way they've defended. I was just looking now. They they've only conceded eighteen goals this season, which is um, I think only behind Man City, who've conceded seventeen. So, um, yeah, I I, I think. I would hope, particularly, I think the game's at home as well, so I, I would hope that's not, not going to happen. I think, at worst, it should be a nil-nil draw, and I'm not expecting very many goals in that game at all. Um, but, yeah, especially at home, I would hope that we, we've got enough on them to to um, to win that. I think overall it's going to be a really tight one, isn't it, depending on well. Like you said, those games, I didn't realise how... I knew you had um, Liverpool to play. I didn't realise you were too games in Hamburg against those two teams as well but I know United have also got some tough games to come I know I think the last three um, the next three are quite difficult or very difficult I think it's like City, Spurs and um, Liverpool well they've got Watford and then the three after that are very difficult so it might be the difference between who can get a few points in those games and keep it ticking over what would your view be on that Sam with so many teams involved or get your input on that one as well well Top four could go anywhere, really. I think just to just to confirm, um, I think Chelsea are going to finish third, and then the the, the I think there's four teams that could get it. I, I think you have to you have to include Wolves in the conversation, um, just based on how they've been performing, and they've actually probably had the highest level of consistency out of all four of the teams. It's just that you don't really fancy them in in the big game to really sort of turn up and turn it on. Whereas I think Arsenal and Man United and Spurs have all got to play each other again and are all 
capable of beating the other one. I would never really fancy Wolves to go and beat either of those other three teams. So I think Wolves deserve to be in the conversation. But as Charlie said, I think they probably just lack a little bit of bite um, to uh, go and go and get the job done. I think Arsenal are obviously in pole position. Uh, unfortunately, something's telling me that Man United might just snip in there. I think they've got a couple of players uh, who are just turning into a little bit of form. If they can sort their defending out, and they do need to sort that out, because at the moment they're defending like a team that shouldn't even be in the Europa League, let alone the top four, um, then I think United might just nip it. Um, Spurs, I think, will win like one-off games, but as Charlie said, I agree with him. I don't think they've got the consistency to do it over um, the remaining games that are left. Conte's a top manager, and he's definitely improved them. But I think he's going to have to use the rest of this season to build and then go again to try and push into the top four for next season. So for me, it's between Arsenal and Man United. I just feel like if it really came down to it in like a one-off head-to-head game, that Man United will probably just edge it. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if Arsenal got there um, to be firmly on the fence. If he had to pin me to an answer, I'd probably say Man United. The only thing I would say about that game is that if that game was at Old Trafford, I would slam dunk back Man United to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think Arsenal still have a mentality problem about these big games and getting over the line. Man United have created a mentality problem um, for themselves, whereas Arsenal have never really got out of it since Wenger left, in my opinion. Um, Man United have just slumped and slumped and slumped. And I was saying at the weekend that They've got, you know, Europa League standard players with like League One mentality at the minute, and then they sort of pulled it. They did, they did pull it out the fire a little bit at Leeds because at one point I thought they were going to go on and lose the game. Um, but fair play to them, they did, they did uh, get the result. I just, I do think if Man United get a big injury, if Bruno or Ronaldo get injured between now and the end of the season, I think it's game over. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see if injuries play a part a bit further down the line. I feel like United have solved kind of their attacking issues somewhat, but it's that big defensive issue, like, like you mentioned. That well, it was strange because I went to Old Trafford the other week, but it wasn't strange. And they read the whole team out, and Maguire got booed as a club captain. You just don't see that generally, and it kind of gives you the idea of the kind of toxicity around some of the players. And um, I don't think I've ever seen other club captains kind of in that situation. So, be interesting to see, and. I'm not sure about the Champions League affecting it at the same time, but because I feel like that Atletico game, two legs is going to be quite um, take a lot out of the players as well. So if they even get further in the competition as well, which I think about that, but it's definitely one to look out for. Could be, I think at the top two will be a great race for the title, and then the top four could be three or four teams. So I think across the league, there seems to be um, a good fight for the title, top four, and relegation. So that moves swiftly onto relegation where I think we had quite a few interesting results in my opinion well it kind of made it a bit more interesting at the bottom with Burnley um winning and Watford winning as well um to make it slightly more tighter at one stage Norwich could have beat Liverpool but realistically that was never going to happen um but you never know what are your opinions on the relegation Charlie how do you see that going much change from how it is now I think that's always the difficult thing at this point is is you always just feel like the 
the three that are in the bottom three currently, it, it's easiest to just say that they'll they'll be the ones that go down. Um, I think Newcastle have obviously been on a better run of form more recently, um, and therefore they've kind of dragged themselves a little bit out. You'd say, I don't know, looking at those bottom three, I, gu- I guess you'd you'd argue maybe Watford might be able to push themselves out of that. They're um, certainly a lot more solid than they have been, um, but that's come at the lack of or, or at the cost of of any uh, attacking output. Although I think they did look a lot better with um, Ishmael Asar back in the, in the side. I guess you'd say um, Burnley, probably out of the three of them, have the best chance of getting themselves out. Their course looks to be an excellent signing and, and is hitting uh, the ground running very well and seems to be an improvement on Chris Wood rather than a, a, a downgrade. So I think they've actually done quite well out of that deal. Um, and yeah, I just, I just can't see Norwich. I, I, I think they've been too... Um, hit and miss and it's just so so poor defensively um i thought dean smith coming in could could improve them and i, th- I think he has but it's just ultimately a championship squad i think is fair to say um so yeah i think of the three maybe burnley with a shot at getting out but to be honest i think i just feel like maybe they'll just end up 18th so the, the top of those bottom three but all three of them will still go down well, i was looking at it the other day as well and I don't think, like, like you mentioned Newcastle and Goodfall, I don't think Newcastle are the team that the bottom three should be targeting. I think the three above that, Brentford, Leeds and Everton, are just on such woeful form at the minute that they could easily just be dragged back into it. Um, so if those three teams don't sort of slump out, um, I feel like they could have issues. And Burnley have still got two games in hand on most of the teams. They've even got four games in hand on Brentford, which is an obscene amount. So I can see like Newcastle getting out of it, but then those other three teams being dragged into it. I, th- I don't think I'd go much higher than that in terms of like a Crystal Palace, but they'll have enough to survive. But it'd be interesting to see if those three teams getting dragged into it, especially if Burnley like playing this game in hand. I know they've got a few coming up in the next few weeks, catching up on the games to see how close they can actually get. What What do you think on that, Sam? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think Palace up are safe. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I think Palace up are safe. Um, and then you're looking at the seven teams below that as all of them are in a relegation scrap. It's genuinely crazy to think that Everton are 16th in the league with only 22 points from 23 games. Um, I know they've got games in hand as well, but points on the board in relegation battles are crucial. Um, I think Norwich will go down. I just think they just haven't quite got enough about them. I think... Veghorst is an, is a brilliant signing for Burnley and might actually have the goals in him to keep them up. Uh, and then you're looking at Watford, who I think is a smart appointment with uh, Steve, no Roy Hodgson. Get that one wrong. Said Steve Bruce there. Um, a smart appointment there. I think there's got a chance of staying up Watford. Um, that's a massive win for them at Villa. A huge three points that no one really gave them any chance of getting. Um, and then I think Newcastle will also have enough to stay up. It's a massive blow for them. The trip here got injured. But Newcastle, in their last five games, have taken 11, 11 points out of possible 15. That's like you know, top six form. That's not you know relegation form. So I, I think Newcastle will be okay. Um, there's a big game between Newcastle and Brentford this week, um, obviously. And then there's a few big ties knocking around outside of that. I... I I do fear for Brentford. I know that I know they're 
of the of those seven teams that are the highest up, but they are just on an absolute slide. Um, you know, their only their only positive return in terms of points from the last five games was a nil nil draw at home to Crystal Palace. Other than that, they're just you know, they haven't exactly had the easiest run of games. in Man United, Wolves, uh, then they got their point against Palace, and then Arsenal. Um, but they're just. I think they're just conceding too many goals, and for, on that basis, I think Leeds have to be careful as well, um, because you know everyone's saying Leeds are getting found out. I mean, they are really getting found out. People are just, you know, and this isn't a man, another Man United sledge intentional, but Man United like cannot defend at the minute. They're, I think defensively, Man United are in the three worst teams in the league over the last five games, and you know Leeds went there uh, Leeds conceded four against them couldn't even couldn't even win when he scored two at home i think Leeds are in big trouble uh, probably unfortunately think Everton have enough have enough to get out of it i would be bold and say i think the three teams that are going to go down are going to be Norwich Watford and Brentford i think they are going to be the three that end up out of it big players for Brentford because I know the goalkeepers has recently come back so they look they're slightly more solid especially in the last game um, and Tony's been out as well so if they can get him back like sorting out both ends of the pitch they need to just turn some results around but like I said all of them are quite a bit in trouble especially like you'd expect it from at the bottom of the table they just can't get the ball out of the net um, I feel like most of those teams have the attacking resources like we talked about Leeds and Everton I think they could easily score goals but they just can't defend at the minute which is terrible like after that, I look at like Leeds' defence and I just feel like that's the championship defence really isn't it it's just there's no like, yeah. big player in there that I think they kind of just were on a wave last season and got carried a lot by the free flow and attacking play and they weren't particularly ever that good at the back then so they just got away with it I think and I think obviously they've had Bamford out as well so having Dan James as your striker isn't really ideal in a any race really yeah I, I think Everton are really fortunate that the teams in and around them are quite as poor as they are mm. because in another season they could really be in big trouble um, and it's incredible to think that at the start of the season people were talking about Everton for the top four and they're currently one place above the bottom four um, so uh, yeah good luck to them staying up same old, same old, isn't it, Everton? I feel like every start of the season, like, they win the first game and they're, like, above Liverpool and they're, like, oh, it's going to stay like this the whole time and <laughs> get carried they're away. They're cut final, mate, just to be expected. <laughs> yeah, it was always a strange appointment, I thought. Um, the manager at Everton, I always didn't think it was ever going to end well, so as proven. Yeah, it was a crazy appointment, really. Yeah, strange. Like, why would you, yeah, just won't talk much about that. It's just strange from the offset. Well, I think that rounds up that section, so we're going to move on to a quick bit of a quiz. So, unfortunately, the topic is FA Cup, and Sam's team is the only team left in the FA Cup since the um, previous podcast. I think um, Arsenal were actually out before the last time we did record, but in between, United got knocked out as well. Um, so, we're going to have a quiz for you too. So, we're going to be asking you to name... FA Cup winners, and because the FA Cup's been going for so long, I had to give you a time scale here, otherwise we could have been going back about 150 years. Um, so this is FA Cup win winners since World War Two, since they started playing the FA Cup again. So um, they had a break, obviously, when it was the war, etc. Um, so since then, so 19, 
45 there's been 26 different winners of the FA Cup so you're going to take it in turns to name those 26 winners for me do you both understand yeah. And I'm going to be very strict on this because there's only 26. I tried to keep the list short. You've got to remember what people have said. If you repeat an answer, that's just wrong and you lose. Okay. There's, okay. 20, there's 26. I'm hoping you can't get too confused. Um, any one want to go first? I'm not sure if it's more easier or more difficult to go first. I'll step in with, with Arsenal because. Not sure about that one, though, but. Um... Available, yeah, of course, that's correct. Well, I'm gonna slam dunk now one of the probably hardest ones on the list here as the first mm-hmm. team to have won it since the war. Um, since the war finished, it was uh, Derby County. That's correct, it's top of the list is the latest. Well, I've got the dates of when they first won, and that is the oldest date that I've got, yes. Uh, let's go for. Wigan. That is correct. One of the more recent winners. Uh, Liverpool. Of course. Man City. Unfortunately, yes. Uh, Manchester United. Correct. Uh, Let's go. I don't think we said Chelsea yet. So Chelsea. Correct. Uh, Leicester. The most recent first time winner. Um, let's move to Sam's favourite Everton. That is correct. Uh, let's go with Portsmouth. That is correct. Quite, I think that was mid 2000s. Arno. <laughs> um. So I know Spurs have won it because that's all they can really bang on about. Is that what you're going with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, let's go for Wimbledon. That is correct. Okay, getting into. <laughs> Difficult. Yeah, I feel like this on these ones, it's like if you've got a slight doubt about them, you don't want to say them this early on, do you? Well, I think we probably covered, I imagine, covered most of the very recent ones, so it's going to be kind of stabbed in the dark now. Um, Let's go with, I'm pretty sure West Ham have won. Is that what you're going with? Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, uh, Forest. That's correct. Bolton. That is correct. Villa. Also correct. Mm. <laughs> Southampton. Correct. Damn, I didn't have them on the list. I've only got two more. Um, Sunderland. That is correct. You both had the same amount of answers. I'll tell you how many's left. Okay. Six, 
seven, eight. You've got eight left. I've got two maybes here <laughs> left over. Um, hmm. Which one? Um, I am going to say wolves. That's correct. Well, I've only got one more that I know is right, and we're into the land of the guests. So let's go for Coventry. That's correct. Okay, my only other stab in the dark. Oh, I don't even. I mean, I, it's, these are basically all guesses. It's, it's all guesswork from now. Um, have Newcastle ever won it? That's my guess. They have. Very good. So you're down to five Very more good. teams. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. So let's try and uh, think about this logically. Other Premier League teams not on the list. Quite a lot of them are just. I can't. I can't. I feel like I probably would have known if one of them had on it. Um. Maybe, well, the only other club that's on this list that I would class as a big club that's in the Premier League at the moment that hasn't, I don't think we've said, but I don't even know if they've won or not is Leeds. So I don't have any more answers. I'll guess Leeds. Leeds is correct. Oh, scenes. <laughs> There's four teams left. I'm not even sure at this point. I think I'm just going to have to go for some kind of... Hmm. Historical... Premier League channel. Um... Gonna take a stab in the dark with Blackburn, but I have no idea to be honest. You know Blackburn? Yeah. That's incorrect. Oh my god! Literally, how could I have not forgotten? We sing about it every bloody week. Excuse my uh, colourful <laughs> language. Everton '95. I haven't won a trophy since 1995. Well, I'm glad you didn't say Everton because we said Everton. I oh wow! Well, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I would have been out. I would have been out then, to be fair. You got any other, any other guesses between you that you wanted to throw out there before I tell you that? I was literally... My last one was guess anyway. So. Plucking, I don't know, um, Norwich? No, I don't no. think they won it. But you were saying black, and I was like, is he going to say the right one? Blackpool have won Blackpool. it. Oh. Blackpool? God, when did they win it? I can get you the date, but it was, it was one of the earlier ones. They were the seventh team to win it since the war. Um, West Brom? 
the, oh, it's been a while ago. Yeah, the, the, well, the the second after the, the second team after the war to win it was Charlton. <laughs> and, I would never have guessed Charlton. And Ipswich was more recent. It was I think it was eighties or nineties. Because it used to be in the Premier League, didn't they as well? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, Miss Blackpool, West Brom, Charlton, and Ipswich. Yeah, that Leeds one, I was like, the clue I was going to give you is you're missing one Premier League team, but Sam got it. That was the only, like, like I said, I, don't know, I didn't even have Everton on the list. I must have missed that. I thought I'd written down all the ones Charlie said, but... <laughs> yeah, it's lucky you didn't. Lucky oh, that is, that is fortunate, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine yeah. Everton defeating you, that would have just been... Stroking like, yeah, that would have been ironic after just slamming them and calling <laughs> them relegation candidates, yeah. That would have just been big Calvert times, <laughs> good well, at least we found found a winner for once which is helpful <laughs> so sam wins that and i think that puts you one ahead because i think we were tied before so i Excellent. think that is one of the rare times you've been ahead i feel well, like you've, i'm you've probably been... not going to beat charlie in the fpl so i've got a full set of quizzes <laughs> now <laughs> yeah i feel like when we get near the end of the season i'm going to do like the um, fpl big quiz of the year and then you're going to have like we're going to look back at some of these moments and see if you can remember these moments as well but that'll be good when we get to the end so i think we move on to the second half of the pod where we're going to talk various things um and i think one of the big talking points this week is potentially free hitting in game week 27 i'm pretty sure when i talk to you about this charlie that your plan is to free hit in 27 please correct me if i'm wrong yeah it is yeah yeah so this will also be a discussion around what your team will be doing game week 27 so I just wanted to talk around some of the teams and players that we should be targeting for game week 27. So naturally, Charlie, I feel like because you're playing that, would you like to start that discussion of kind of teams that you're looking at? Yeah, sure. So um, I think the obvious first name to say is Burnley because they're the only team that are doubling this week. Um, now exactly who you go from from Burnley it's fairly limited I think that's that's fairly easy to say um I think Pope is a pretty obvious choice um the only other alternative really I've considered from the single week at game weekers is is De Gea but even that I'm, I'm not convinced at all so I think there's too much upside for Pope in comparison so I think um yeah definitely him and then and then you could look at potentially a second uh Burnley defender, one of the centre backs, probably me or Tarkowski if Tarkowski's back, um, and then obviously Vegkost. We've already uh, picked him up in the first half, so um, he he seems that uh, particularly with limited striker options, seems a pretty much nail pick. Um, in terms of other teams, Man City is an obvious one. Um, I also, especially on a free hit, I think this is an opportunity to double up in their midfield. Um, I think Cancelo is pretty much nailed for everyone. So again, that, that pretty pretty clears the the back line, um, and then it's just kind of about seeing what what goes on midweek, what goes on in the presses, just to try and get an understanding of who's going to start. Um, Mares has had a pretty good run of of starts lately, so I'm seeing him a lot on in a lot of people's free hit drafts, and and I think he may well end up in mine. Um, and then it's probably just about how much money you can stretch for the for the other one as well, whether it's someone like a Sterling or even a De Bruyne if you can fit him, or um, if not, maybe down to like a Foden or a Bernardo. Um, 
And then the other kind of main fixtures I've been targeting would probably be Southampton. They're against Norwich at home. So we're probably talking the likes of Livramento, a bit of an FPL favourite. Um, Broha up front as well. Again, like I say, the, the striker options are a bit limited. Um, and maybe even Ward-Prowse. We've, I think in the last episode maybe that we did or, or before that, we kind of mentioned him as well just about... He seems to just kind of tick along and no one ever really considers to put him in. But with those free kicks and, and him on set pieces and, and it's pretty cheap, um, not a bad option. And then just to name the other kind of couple that would effectively fit into what my kind of draft team looks like at the moment, um, I'm expecting to play Bruno. Um, I, d I don't really want to double up on the Man United attack. I don't think I want to stretch to Ronaldo as well. So I'm, I'm, of the two of them, I'd much rather go Bruno. And then the other obvious fixture is Spurs against Leeds. Um, I think Sun in particular is is a must-have for that game. Uh, the way Leeds play, Sun is just going to have an absolute field day. Um, but then also by association, I, I expect Kane to be setting him up through that game and get quite a few assists. So I think if you can fit all of those in, um, I think those are going to certainly be the ones that I'll be targeting. Well, there you go. Just describe exactly my free in drafts that I did if I was doing <laughs> my free in drafts that I just did a little mess around with um, before the pod because I'm not going to actually free hit, um, but I was starting to look at it for the pod. I've literally got triple Burnley, triple City, triple Southampton, double Spurs, double United, and then two cheaper options around that. So it's basically exactly as you described. Um, I think the the only um, I guess game that I didn't mention that I'd maybe consider would be one of the Newcastle players away to Brentford, but I because uh, we've said before earlier about how how poor Brentford have been, but I'm just not really sure who I'd go for. Um, I think there's there's not really a clear standout option for Newcastle, um, and like we said, Trippier's injured and all those kind of things. They they're just I wouldn't be confident. And then the other kind of games that are going on, so Brighton Villa. Again, I, I guess you'd probably think about going for one of the Villa players, but away to Brighton, who who can be pretty good on their day, I, I wouldn't really go for that. And West Ham Wolves, West Ham so reliant on Bowen at the moment, and Wolves very solid defensively. So, um, yeah, I think it's fair grounds to stick to to the kind of games that we've highlighted there. Well, that's the big kind of advantage you're going to get because you've literally just said Villa and West Ham Wolves, and that's literally what most of my team will be made up of for this week. Yeah. Um, so they were getting the upside, obviously. Someone could go crazy, like a Bowman could go crazy in one of those games, but um, there's more likely upside in those other players that you've mentioned. I had very similar thoughts, like for Man City, I had Cancelo. Uh, Mahrez was kind of fixed in there unless something happened um, in the presses, especially if he's on penalties as well. That was the big thing that um, just kind of sealed him that it was going to be in there. And then, like you said, that third one is kind of the more debate around um, which City players to choose in midfield. I've seen quite a few people mentioning Sancho as well for United. If you were going for that double up for United or if you couldn't afford Bruno as a possible option. He has been one of our best attacking um, players the last few games but the only issue I have about him is that he, a lot of the time he tends to be the player that assists the assister so sometimes he doesn't actually turn that into the FPL points but um, He's got three or four assists in the last few games, so he's one to watch out for. And obviously, if you're on a free hit, that's kind of the kind of punt you can make, isn't it? So, but again, watch out for the um, Champions League game because I expect him to start in that given his form. 
I also think that game as well, I, I fully expect Watford to be sitting very deep and very yeah. compact. And I think Sancho's not really going to thrive in that kind of situation, whereas someone like Bruno is going to be relied upon to create things. Um, so I, w- I would expect, particularly in that matchup, for, for Bruno to kind of, if Man United are going to win that game, it's going to be Bruno, I would expect, that, that needs to be doing something. I have been impressed by Sancho last few games how he can take on a man though, so that is just one thing to bear in mind that he can beat a man and he's been a lot better um, facing up a defender last few games I've noticed so just one to keep an eye on um, Do you want to add anything to that Sam? I think <laughs> me and Charlie had very similar ideas um, if he was free hitting is there anyone else you'd be looking out for? Yeah not really I think Son is uh, an absolute must have if you are free hitting um, other than that I think covered it pretty well. Yeah. So, well, you've used both your free hits, Sam. So, um, were you just playing this game week with the team you've got in front of you? Obviously, before the free hit you've played this week. Um, I think, I think I'm probably going to take a four point hit this week. Okay. Um, just because I feel like I want one more positive point contributor guaranteed. So, I've luckily got quite a lot in the bank. I've got about four million in the bank. So, I'm going to. Uh, do a straight swap Jota for Son um, and then I am also going to change Ivan Tony for Veghorst for a four point hit yeah, you can't go far wrong with them really I'm kind of debating that if I should get Son yeah. in or not that's the kind of question I've got but I've kind of got a, a plan for the next few weeks where I can only really target certain teams which is kind of restricting me a bit at the minute um, because I'm looking forward to um, game week 30 where there could be quite a few blanks so I'm kind of target teams that are going to play in that blank so it's kind of causing me a few issues because I might have to bypass a few of the better options for a few weeks but um, at the minute I'm on the fence a bit if I should even make a transfer I've currently got a first 11 and one sub because I've got Salah and Trent on the bench so I'm debating if to make a change to like a Broha for Southampton mainly because I'm just sick of Antonio and my team <laughs> that is one of the main points at this point um, but there's a bit of doubt about Southampton playing in um, game week 30 so that's just one I'm keeping an eye out for but as I mentioned but I think with how Charlie's done it he's not as restricted by these game weeks because just touching on strategy a bit there Charlie um with your wild card, is your wild card going to get you through game week 13? Yeah, that's the plan. Um, so currently, I was just actually expecting this question. I was uh, yeah. <laughs> just adding up who, how many I've got in game week 30 currently, and it, I think it's around eight or nine, which which obviously yeah. we've got transfers between now and then anyway, but even going into that game week, I think eight or nine would be absolutely fine. I wouldn't worry about trying to get any more than that mm-hmm. in because those there's so limited fixtures. I think as long as you're covering the kind of key players from from those teams, um, yeah, you don't even have to field a full eleven because you'd be damaging your your team for what ultimately won't be a, a huge return anyway. Because I can't those fixtures. So just to look at them quickly, I think currently it's um, Arsenal, Villa, Brentford, yeah. Leicester, Leeds, Wolves. Um, yeah, they're um, the only three that are confirmed that are definitely yeah. happening. And then I've got... The, Southampton, Burnley. Yeah, that, but that relies on Southampton losing to West Ham, which I'd say it's in doubt at the minute because Southampton playing quite well. So 
Yeah, so none of those are really like a fixture you get excited about FPL wise anyway. So yeah, I think it's it's fine to just go with and and yeah, that's that's part of the the long term strategy was wildcarding so that I've got players that can cover that as well as target the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, looking at those thirty games, they're all quite even games, aren't they? It could go either way. So it's like you've either got to go like full on one side and hope like Wolves keep a clean sheet against Leeds or go like Rafinha to ruin their clean sheet. It's kind of you're not going to get a huge amount of benefit wherever you go in those fixtures. And I think it's very similar to last season. I think we had it at a similar time last season where we had like four fixtures in a game week. And I think there was only like Brighton players that did well in that one game week. And unless you were free hitting, I don't think you'd have a lot of those players in there in the first place. Um, so we're just going to talk about the doubles and the blanks. So just to give everyone an overview, if you don't know, situation. So we've got game week 27 that is coming the next game week. Only Brighton, not Brighton, it's been on about Brighton, it starts with a B. Um, game week 27, we have Burnley, the only team that doubled. But we also have a few blanks in there, mainly Liverpool, Arsenal. I'm trying to think of the ones where I know they're the main two. Leicester as well. Leicester are playing own Burnley, aren't they? And they oh, okay, yeah, they that's in the second half of the yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, which, I'm, say, I'm used to Chelsea blanking, but I think this is actually when they actually have a fixture for a change. Yeah. Um, I know Chelsea do blank, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's just those three then, isn't it? I was trying to think what the other team was. So it's Liverpool, Arsenal, and Chelsea, um, and Leicester getting their fixture back because they're playing Burnley in the double game week, and then. From the announcements we had the other day, we also have double game weeks in game week 28 and 29. So in 28, Southampton, Newcastle, Wolves, Watford, Leeds and Villa double. And then in 29, Brighton, Spurs, Arsenal, Liverpool, Everton and Newcastle all double in there. So you can see kind of the upside that Charlie's chasing there by having um, certain players in place to kind of satisfy for all those game weeks. Um, but then we've talked about the flip side. In game week 30, we're expecting a big blank game week because that is when the camera can't think what round of the FA Cup is it is. But um, the FA Cup, I think it's fifth or sixth round, is at the same weekend as game week 30. So any team involved in the FA Cup, their fixture will be postponed and will be rescheduled for a different time. So like a prime example of that would be like Liverpool against Man United. If Liverpool are still in the FA Cup, then that game will get postponed and Liverpool and Man United will not have a game in that week. So currently, as me and Charlie mentioned, there's only three confirmed fixtures then. Um, currently, which is Wolves against Leeds, Villa against Arsenal, Leicester against Brentford as the three confirmed ones. And we will not know um, the confirmed lineup for that. Um, until before the game week 28 deadline. So for, t for game week 27, we won't know what's happening in those blanks. That's kind of why I mentioned on my transfers, I might actually roll the transfer this week because then it gives me um, two transfers in game t game week 28 to think about what players to bring in when we've had confirmed like that Southampton game will be on or not. It's also against Burnley, so if it's against Burnley, that'll allow me to get some more players in there because I've got um, Cornet already. So it's going to be an interesting few weeks. Um, so that kind of touches on what I just want to um, talk about now. So when we're going into these next few weeks, is there certain teams or players that you're really focusing on going into this 
run of fixtures, like especially the 28 and 29 with a lot of doubles, is there any kind of fixtures or players that are jumping out for you there, Sam, that you'd be going for in 28? I can see between 28 and 29, the only team that actually has double-doubles is Newcastle, and I can't imagine a lot of us are jumping on Newcastle straight away, but we might have some, like, on a wild card, we might have, like, Dubravka maybe as a second goalkeeper, but can't imagine Newcastle's a team to go for. Any ideas on that one, Sam? Um, crazy, really. I think it's like you say, it's not really be picking Newcastle players, although I do think they are probably going to have just about enough to keep themselves up. Um, Liverpool, so doubling in 29. I mean, obviously, their assets will be uh, pretty pretty reasonable, I would have thought, to, to go for. Um, Brighton, doubling 29, wouldn't really be going there. Spurs, doubling 29, but away at Man United and then away at Brighton. Don't know whether they'll really have it in them to get positive results in both of those games but you could look at Son and Kane because they'll probably score against a very leaky Man United defence and uh, you probably fancy them to score against Brighton even if they don't go on to win the game um, get doubles in game week 28 like you say maybe Southampton asset I think um, you, know, you could look at Broha or Liveramento uh, you know at the risk of just repeating what everyone else is saying I don't, I don't think there's too many that are screaming out as like must have assets for those game weeks yeah, I think that Southampton one I quite like as well because they've got Norwich in game week 27 and then they've got a double in 28 as well. So that um, is a nice little combo. And also if they have that fixture in 30. Look at, so. at Ward Prowse maybe. Bit of JWP action in midfield. Mm, he's actually probably, I'm not going to say he's the highest Southampton asset. He's definitely second behind Broha. I think for me that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, could especially come in handy in that game week 30 when there's not going to be a lot of points. He loves the set piece, so why not? Um, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, just trying to get your head around what players are best at a certain time, especially when you're trying to execute different strategies, like using man and Charlie as examples. Is there any one from your point of view, Charlie, that you're looking to bring out in any of these game weeks? Obviously, you've just wildcarded, but is this kind of like glaring players that you're going to be bringing in like permanently and over those few weeks that you need to change from your wildcard or is they, are they all set in there ready to go yeah it's all set really um i so i originally was going to wildcard in 28 before we knew about the doubles um and the wildcard draft i had isn't actually that far away from what what i've got even though i've now wildcarded in 26 um probably lacking in man city or chelsea assets i think chelsea's the only potential if you're someone that's looking at maybe playing a free hit in 30 then you could probably start to look at Chelsea because they double in 28 potentially there's they should double because it at the moment it's only down as just being Burnley but they might get um eat what either one of Arsenal or I think it's Norwich as well um have a potential to be put into that week um and so I think long and longer term as well they just have a nicer run so I think Chelsea eventually uh, are going to come in and and I don't think James is ready yet. Um, possibly Mason Mount, but again, you you maybe add a bit of a lack of options necessarily of who to target from Chelsea. Um, but yeah, really only the ones that we've talked about. I think I think, and and you've talked about talked about this separately. Will where game week twenty nine is not really actually that enticing. I don't think the doubles in twenty nine changed any of my plans because. Um, it, yeah, there's none of those games that I really want to attack and the players that I've got that are doubling in that week is just because I've been targeting them for a separate week anyway. Um, I think it makes sense for the likes of um, 
Arsenal, um, Wolves, Leeds, etc. Because they have at least one double between 28 and 29 and then also play in game week 30. Having those kinds of players, which is what a lot of my wildcard team is made up of, um, is what is kind of makes me able to play through all those weeks without having to use a chip between 28 and 30. agree that this week just gone was the best opportunity or in terms of if you were going to pick any week in which to triple captain anyone this this would have been it but I just felt there was more upside for me to wildcard and get a whole team of doublers that that would be my kind of extra points as opposed to a triple captain so really I'm kind of just happy to play it wherever I feel like um, uh, you know, not really planning ahead too much about it, just feeling like, okay, that that looks like a good run of fixtures or, or a good fixture to, that I, I'm really keen on captaining. Well, I might as well triple captain in for that. Um, so away to Brighton and away to Arsenal, it's, it's not the best fixtures, but this is still Liverpool and it's still Salah. So you really wouldn't be surprised for him to at least get a goal in both of those games. Um, I think, obviously, then you've got to start taking into account things like the um, like fixture schedules and... Uh, let's just have a look quickly here. I think he... Okay, no. So, yeah, they they won't have the Champions League around that. It will have already um, been before that, I think, the inter-games before Game Week 29. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's not... You know, Salah is an obvious triple captain player or an obvious player to use the triple captain on. Um, so, if he's then got two two games then then it makes sense um but then we've also potentially still got another double coming in game week 36 um which at the moment because i'm planning to use my bench boost in 28 and um, 36 may present an opportunity as well so i think 
it will honestly just be a really late decision from from my own personal point of view um just based on how i'm feeling at the time how i feel like uh whoever in that game week will do at the time chips that you already did it they're all good what's that free chips you're going to be using in three weeks you're just getting them all out of the way aren't you? yeah wild card bench boost and then um I don't know, wildcard free hit and then bench boost. Yeah, exciting times over at the Marsh Towers there. <laughs> that's, a, that's an aggressive way to try and get all the rankings in it at the same time. Well, that was that's part of the aim, really. Mm. Um, the, the initial intention was a game week 28 wildcard, and that was, with a view to that in mind, was trying to get ahead of, I think, a lot of people's strategies originally was to probably wild cards in the mid thirties um, with a, with a view to bench boosting in the, the um, double game week 36, which is likely to happen. Um, so I wanted to kind of get a bit ahead of that and, and start getting points on the board um, a bit earlier. And there was a bit of a fixture swing then as well with Man United fixtures going bad um, and Chelsea coming back and all that sort of thing. But um, yeah, it's just presented an opportunity to, to get on a little bit earlier um, in 26, which allows me to play the bench boost in 28, which, um, yeah, I, th I think it's the the bench boost and triple captain can quite often get over um, overrated about how much they actually do for you. So I'm, I'm just quite keen to get them played in weeks where there, there's opportunity and upside. But, um, yeah, I'm not too fussed really about them. Yeah, I think definitely the bench boost is very restrictive, isn't it? I feel like a triple captain is a bit more like you don't really have to plan a lot for it with a bench boost. You definitely need to, especially when it's trying to get double game week players, it's quite difficult to kind of spread the funds and make sure you've got everyone playing. So I think you'll get the advantage of that, that you can just focus on like the first kind of 11 or obviously a few subs as well, which will help you going forward. Sam, have you got any ideas? Would you be ideally looking to captain Salah at some point? Have you seen 29 maybe eyeing that one up? Or would you be flexible like Charlie and could be on anyone depending on the fixtures? Yeah, I think just trying to be as flexible as possible. I think Charlie summed it up perfectly. Um, the problem is the longer that um, these teams have deep runs in the Champions League and other competitions as well, you have to factor in an element of rotation. Um, so there's no actual guarantee that come game week 29, Salah's going to be playing both of those games anyway. Especially now Liverpool have got Luis Diaz as a further attacking option um, and seems to hit the ground running, so there's no reason why. I think Klopp would trust Diaz to play. Um, Salah would probably play against Arsenal, but I could see, for example, a situation where he might be rested against the Brighton side. But then again, you look at the other side of the coin and they're going for the title now full full send, so... It's difficult to know. I'm not really that stressed about triple captain. Um, it will be where it will be. We'll play it when we'll play it. I'm sure there'll be a double game week in there somewhere that presents good value. But my intention was to play it this week. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Um, messed that one up. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. This is part of the season where it gets exciting, isn't it? Because everyone goes on different strategies. And especially those fixtures being... Um, rescheduled we've seen a lot of different strategies so be interesting to see how it goes and i think someone's making a good point like charlie could see the advantage now but then realistically do you actually see how much of an advantage you've gained and like now you you'll really see that at the end of the season when everyone's used the chips so like, i fully expect charlie to probably pull away even further than he is now but um we'll see how everyone else can utilize them all over the season but he's not in a bad place is it can we say <laughs> leading by example for us. 
just on that as well, I think, and I've been a uh, victim to it before, is sometimes you can leave it too late to mm. wildcard. Um, because, like I just said before, I, I think um, free, the uh, bench boost and triple captain probably not actually as valuable as, as they may seem. Really, the wild card and, and free hit as well are probably the most useful and upside potential chips. Um, so I, I feel like I've got a longer period to be able to benefit from the fact that I've now wildcarded rather than if I was maybe to wildcard, say, game week 33, 4, 5 or something, um, where I'd only have the benefit of four weeks. Now, there is obviously you can directly attack those weeks completely, whereas I'm having to plan for a longer period. But yeah, I, I just favoured the, the opportunity to use my wildcard to set my team up uh, to, to play out these next 10 game weeks for the rest of the season. Yeah, I don't want to in great detail, but I wondered how your team kind of would be looking at like going like from game week 31 kind of. Because um, obviously you could have a big structure change if there's like a big fixture swing. So obviously this could be other people have utilised that a bit better, but if you like you've said it'll probably get you ten game weeks which will take the majority of the way through the season anyway, so um you should still be benefiting from that. Yeah, that that was the plan and and my my team's kind of largely made up of like and it, I think it just played out well, which is what kind of convinced me to World Cup was you know, Spurs have pretty a pretty decent run for the rest of the season, so do Arsenal. Um like I said before, I think the only kind of glaring omissions are Man City and Chelsea. Um so one and and because they're not maybe the best picks for the kind of immediate term because of these doubles and and whatever um, and the blank coming up, um, I think those are ones that can just easily come in and I can get probably two from each of those um, for the rest of the season. But yeah, it it is pretty pretty well set up and, and and worked out pretty well in terms of the fixtures targeting now, but also being actually not too bad for the for the rest of the season. To challenge the top of the FPL standings, like I said, me and Charlie will support you all the way to the top. That's what we're the cheerleaders at this point, trying to get you as high as possible. <laughs> um, so if we just move back to game week twenty seven, so obviously we've still got a few games in twenty six to go. We're looking forward to the next game week. In terms of captaincy, Sam, is the particular player you're looking to captain maybe if you're bringing in Son as you mentioned would you be captaining Son um, or are you tempted maybe by the Burnley double game week to go into one of their players um, well yeah I'm bringing in Veghorst so I'll probably be going Veghorst I would have thought double game week um, seems sensible to bring him in I, I do like Son um, obviously against Leeds but I also just don't really like Spurs so <laughs> I don't, don't really want to um I don't know. Leeds could just win that. It's just one of those games that, like, I don't know. I don't. I don't love the fixture. I love Son in the fixture, um, but I don't yeah. love Son for. Um, I don't love Spurs for the game, should I say? Um, so yeah, I'll probably go Veghorst actually, um, which would be the first time I have a captain Salah in what feels like forever. Captain this I, week I, I even captained him one week when he was in Afcon. I think that's how <laughs> out of sync I was. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I think their course can have the armband for one week. I was going to say, you can captain him. As long as you've got a good vice-captain in this year, you're covered. But um, I was just going to say, just um, keep an eye on for Veghorst and Corner. I know Veghorst got a decent knock in the previous game. They had an ice pack on his knee. Um, 
to keep an eye out for that. And if anyone's got call on it as fine. well, I spoke to his agent. He's fine. <laughs> well, I was also going to say, obviously, Burnley have got the other game still to come um, yeah. against Spurs, which is tomorrow. So we'll get an indication of that. Um, how his knee is and etc. And I'm interested to see Corne because Corne went off quite early with an injury, so need him to be fit. Um, what are your plans? Similar, Charlie, in terms of captaincy? Yeah, I, I, I actually, th- I do think it's a lot closer between Vagkost and and Son. I think those are the obvious standouts. Um, but I, whilst I may not have the faith in Spurs necessarily, definitely winning that game. I have absolute certainty that that game is going to be very end-to-end and very high scoring, um, of which Sun should benefit. So it, I think it is going to be quite a tough decision between those two, but in the end it's going to be difficult not to just back the, the player that has two games. Um, and particularly because that second game for Burnley is at home against a very poor Leicester side. Um you feel like there may be the the benefit of of that game as much as maybe not as much as Son against Leeds, but close to it, and the fact that they've obviously got both of those games. So, um, I think you probably just have to give it to the the double game weaker, but I do think it's very close between the two. Yeah, I thought Leicester actually probably the best game they had in quite a while against Wolves, but then they still lost, which is very typical of them at the minute. I don't think they defended up to it, but they looked quite good in the attack from what I saw. Wolves, I'd say Leicester the better team, and then Wolves scored two great goals from the edge of the box. Um, so there is some slight improvement from Leicester, but with all their injuries at the back, it's just been a bit of a nightmare season for them. I'm a bit undecided on the captaincy. I've got Corne as my only Burnley player currently, so I'm just weighing up. want to see the fixture tomorrow, see how that goes. If to bring in Beghorst or go elsewhere, not fully convinced because I'm looking at my team and I'm like, I've got West Ham, I've got Wolves, I've got Villa, who have all got like pretty naff fixtures. Um, and I've got Ronaldo, who's against Watford, but I think he'll get a lot of minutes against Atletico as well, so I'm not convinced um, he will. I think he'll get some minutes, but I don't think he's going to play a lot of the game, so. I'm not fully convinced. I'm, def- I'm waiting for that Burnley game tomorrow and then I'll probably make a decision. But I, I am eyeing up Burnley as the most obvious place, as you guys have said as well. But like I said, it's going to be a very interesting few weeks and a lot going on. I'm not sure we'll just going on every week. Like, how did this chip go, Charlie? How did that chip go? That's literally what it's going to be. <laughs> While me and Sam are just like crying in the background. Uh, but it should be. Um, I might even go Cancela, to be fair, because I don't pack everything at all even at home, so a few options, like I said, I think it's a bit closer than you think around some of the players, like I think some seem like, you can't always rely on Burnley in the double game week, but most of the time you're just going to take the chance because they've got more minutes to actually get the points in, so it does make logical sense but yeah, I think that kind of rounds that up, I think we've kind of covered everything quicker than I expected is there anything you think I've missed guys that we want to touch on before we end it? No, all good Nope, all good stuff then nice and efficient now even when we quiz <laughs> finally found a winner that makes a change that, <laughs> that's good stuff thank you both again and thank you everyone for listening we should because the game weeks fall a lot nicer now i feel we'll be back in the weekly routine not with all these like um kind of midweek game weeks so we'll be more in routine i think going forward so we should be back more on a weekly basis 
So thank you everyone for listening and we will see you again on the next one. Have a good evening.